overtake us. The Bible said we wait for light, but behold obscurity. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. We roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far off from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, as for our iniquities we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. And judgment is turned away backward. And justice standeth, justice standeth afar off, for truth is fallen in the street. Verse 15, yea, truth faileth. He that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. Our thought again tonight comes from verse, verse number 14, where the Bible says, For truth is fallen in the street. If the Lord will help us tonight, I want to preach on that thought. And y'all help me, alright? It's a whole lot easier if you help me. And uh, so you pray with me and pray for me tonight. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here one more time. We thank you, Lord, for the good singing that we've heard tonight, the congregationals. Lord, we thank you for a place we can come worship on a Wednesday night. And I pray tonight that, God, everything that's said and done in this place, Lord, will be pleasing to you. God, I'm weak and frail and incapable and unable in myself, but Lord, I do come to you tonight, God, and I ask you to help me, Lord. If you don't help me, I'm in trouble, Lord. I don't want to do this without you, so please, touch me tonight, God. Fill me with the unction, the power of God. Lord, may somebody's life change here tonight. May somebody get real with you and real with themselves, and God, may somebody, Lord, draw nigh to you. Lord, you said if we draw nigh to you, God, you in return would draw nigh to us. So Lord, please help us to seek after you tonight and hear what the Spirit said unto this local church. Lord, for what you do in us, through us, and for us tonight, I'll so kindly and graciously thank you for it is in Jesus' name we ask and pray in all of God's people said amen and amen. You may be seated tonight again by way of introduction. I want to say it is here in our text where uh, the great prophet Isaiah is standing against sin uh, and he's standing against the reproach of uh, ungodliness. May I say tonight, from the beginning of creation, we know uh, from Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3 all the way down to where we sit tonight, uh, mankind 
mankind has always had a problem with sin. You know what the Bible says about those that think that they have no sin? He said this, if you think that you have no sin, this is what he said, not only do you, do you deceive yourself, he said, but the truth is not in you. But may I say we might as well just start off right tonight and say in your heart, God, I know he's preaching to me tonight because I am a sinner. But may I say thank God for grace and thank God for mercy as I just explained by way of song. But may we always never neglect and may we always make sure that we confront our sin. But may I say tonight that sin, that sin still devours you. That sin still deceives you and sin will distant you. Can I say tonight there's people all around the world, there's people that attend this church tonight that are deceived by sin. They are deceived by self. There's probably a handful in the room tonight that you have been in, 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 you have been captivated and entrapped by some sort of sin. And until you're willing to deal with that sin and ask God to forgive you and put it under the blood and repent from that sin you'll be in the yoke of bondage uh, entangled again with the way of the world uh, how can I say Isaiah explains in our text uh, in verse number 2 he highlights uh, the separation of sin uh, he said in verse 2 your iniquities uh, have separated between you and your God uh, and your sins uh, have hid his face from you but brother Josh uh, I don't know what it is anymore here lately. Seems like I just can't get a hold of God. That seems like I don't feel the touch of God like I used to. Seems like I can't get enjoyment out of the service like I used to. Seems like my tears are gone and my shouts dried up and my song has somewhere withered away. Let me say tonight if you're saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus and you've been washed in the blood of Calvary and the Holy Ghost dwells on the inside and hell's no longer your home but you've got a mansion with your name on it and your name's recorded in the Lamb's book of life and your name's in the palms of his hands and the Holy Ghost lives on the inside and he sealed you into the day of redemption and he not only walks with you but he talks with you. He's there to comfort you and convict you. He's there to convert you and change you and keep you. Hey listen friend if you're all those things you ought to have something on the inside of your heart that desires to fellowship with God. That desires to go to the house of God. I've never in my life understood Christian people that say they're blood bought, born again, washed in the crimson flow of Calvary. That don't have a love for the church. Can I say tonight if you don't love his bride there's a good chance you're not a part of it. I want to be in I don't not, I not only want to be in the bride I want to be in love with the bride I want to be in love with 
with the bridegroom tonight. Sin will separate you. Thirdly, we said that sin will alter and corrupt your speech. Verse number three, for your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue hath muttered perverseness. May I say tonight that sin will alter each and every part of who you are. It will overtake you if not dealt with. Not only do we see the speech of sin, but the senselessness of sin. In verse 4, none calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity. Have we ever seen a day like that? All vain things are trusted in, but truth is thrown in the streets, and justice is thrown in the streets streets and righteousness is thrown in the streets. My God, we're raising a generation that don't know what it is to fall in love with truth. For truth is under attack. Truth is being scrutinized and criticized and truth has been thrown in the streets. It makes no sense. Then we see the steps of sin. In verse 7 and 8, their feet run to evil. They make their haste to shed innocent blood. Verse number 8, the way of peace they know not. And there is no judgment in their, in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. May I say tonight, this whole world can act like they've got it all together. This whole world, even the church tonight, you can act like you've got it all figured out. But I'm here to declare tonight, uh, for the child of God that's got sin in your life uh, uh, you're not on the straight way uh, and you're not in the straight path uh, you're in that crooked and perverse way uh, you're in that broad and well widely traveled way uh, and it's a place of unhappiness uh, why is it every year somebody in Hollywood uh, blows their brains out they've got all the money they've got all the mansions uh, they've got all the mistresses they've got all you can ever have in this world. But may I say, what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and loses on somebody ought to help me preach? I'm trying to tell you I'm in the right way and I want to stay in the right way and it's my sin that will detour me from the way of peace and the way of joy and the way of love and the way of God tonight. And the steps of sin will take you further than you want to go. They'll keep you longer than you want to stay and cost you more than you could ever pay. I'll say somebody in 2021 needs to make up your mind. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't want to be a part of this generation. I know I'm in this day and hour. I know I'm in this present world. But thank God on January the 9th, 2000, my citizenship was revoked and was relocated to another world. I'm no longer a citizen down here. I'm a sojourner in this wicked old world. I'm a citizen of another world to come. I'm glad, hallelujah, as the world falls apart and it gets worse and worse and worse, I'm closer to being home. Sin will put you in the wrong way. The steps of sin. 
May I say as I begin to read this portion of scripture I am reminded of the day and hour in which we live. May I say the magnitude of sin in this day is simply overwhelming. It don't, listen, if all you do is watch Fox News and read uh, magazines and watch reality TV, ain't no wonder you're depressed. Amen. If all you do is keep your Bible sitting, sit, sitting on the coffee table and, and, and all you do is only preaching you here and only Bible you get when you come to the house of God whenever you decide to come and only time you ever spend time in prayers when the preacher calls uh, for an altar call. Listen to me. I've learned in six and a half years of pastoring uh, that we are weak. We are weak. Uh, we are weak. We are weak. We are weak. Uh, in the local. Listen, now I'm talking about the New Testament local church. Uh, I mean, I just asked a few weeks ago who all has read your Bible every day this week? There was four of us. Uh, who all's prayed every day this week? There was a handful more. Uh, but may I say we oh, that that's the bare minimum, folks. Uh, uh, why do you show up on Wednesday night preach on sin? Uh, uh, because God's called me to shepherd His sheep, uh, and I can see already just over the last couple of weeks with you being honest. Thank you for your honesty. But with you being honest, uh, we've got a sin problem, friend. Uh, uh, you say, "Oh, I'm not drinking and drugging and whoring, and I'm not thieving and murdering and lying." Hey, it's not necessarily what you do uh, that's sin in your life but there's some things uh, that you don't do that sin uh, in your life. The Bible said for him uh, that knoweth to do good and doeth it not uh, but for him it is sin. Uh, my soul when he go to quit playing games uh, when he go quit playing church uh, some of y'all's nodding your head and you're what I'm talking about. You ain't read your Bible and you know it. You ain't praying and you know it. You ain't right with God and you know it. You ain't getting faithful and you know it. You don't praise and worship God like you ought to and you know it. You're not leading your home and you know it. You're not submitting and you know it. You're not obeying and you know it. You're not doing what God said to do. Are you mad? Oh no, friend. I'm under a heavy burden from heaven. For our church uh, uh, to do the things of God, uh, uh, to quit throwing the truth uh, out in the streets, you're fed the truth. Uh, and for Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday, I want to plead and ask and beckon with you what have you done with the truth? Have you thrown the truth in the street? Well, I know what to do. It makes you listen, I ain't helping you a bit. All you got to knowledge of, and it ain't in you. What good's it? That's like saying I know how to cure cancer, but I'm not going to do nothing about it. I know I know how to conquer this problem or overcome that, but I'm just going to sit still. Listen, it's not enough to know. You can't only be hearers of the word. You got to be doers. We're living in a day sin is raging, sin is rewarded, sin is repeated. I've already preached all that. May I say I strongly believe, and this is what kind of, I think where I left off. I believe this is due to the fact the scriptures have been rejected, and the sermons have been researched and recited, and the sanctuary's been relocated, and the spirit has been replaced, and standards have been revoked, and songs have been rewrote, and the saints have been retired. May I say tonight, my friend, in the first fifteen verses of Isaiah, chapter number fifty-nine. 
mind. The word of God describes the world as we know it today up to the very T. Brother Josh, how'd we get here? Brother Josh, how'd our churches fall? Spiritually speaking, how'd they fall so fast? I believe it's very simple truth. Has fallen in the street. May I say Isaiah's preaching the truth to the people of God concerning their sin. And when looking at our text, it appears their sinful state has became normal. It appears their sinful situation has became negligent. And it appears their sinful society has become numb. They know that sin has corrupted their life, yet they do nothing about it. There's a whole lot of waiting and a whole lot of looking going on. Look in verse number 9. The Bible said, Therefore is judgment far from us. Neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light. Are you looking there? We wait for light, but behold obscurity. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind. And we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. We roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far off from us. My friend, may I say it's not enough to just realize that sin is present and the truth's in the street. The Bible said right in the slap dab middle of the day at noontime, they were walking as they were in darkness. They were walking as if they were blind. They were moaning and groaning like wild beasts. But my friend, not one time did they ever seek the truth. Not one time did they ever try to go back. As Isaiah the prophet tells them, and pick up the ball where they left it. I'm trying to, is anybody going to help me tonight? I'm trying to tell you tonight the answer to all your problems found in none other than that King James Bible. I'm sick of people making fun of it. I'm sick of people criticizing it. I know I can't stop it all, but I'm sick of hearing it. That's simply because it's that Bible that has been the light for my path. It has been comfort for my storm. It has been correction and conviction for my sin. It has been a solid foundation. It's not only a book of promises given. It's a book of promises kept. I'm trying to tell you tonight. You ought to cherish the truth. You ought to hold it near and dear to your heart. You ought to study it and read it and love it. You ought to live by it. You ought to pick up the truth and do something with it. exactly what God has done here. You know how God keeps the message of His truth alive? With men of God like Isaiah. You don't know why God called me to preach? To keep telling the whole world everything He said in this book. That's why God calls a man to preach. You know God don't call a man to preach to make him famous, don't you? Come on, somebody. I didn't get called to preach so everybody know my name. Right. I didn't get called to preach so everybody in, everybody in the state would know who I am or where I pastor. I didn't get called to preach. No, 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 no. God calls a man to preach so the world can know more about him, not us. 
about him so the world can hear the truth so the church can grow by the way you're not going to grow any other way but the truth you know how many of y'all know that growth is a process that growth is a process the bible compares in, in, in a parable his word he gives us those types of ground the stony ground and the wayside and all those listen and go through and you sow the seed and god gives the increase but may i say uh, that's so many times in churches of today there's not they're not experiencing growth uh, you know what we've experienced in six and a half years true growth uh, how many of y'all know it's you can't go out and throw a seed of corn in the ground and within a, uh, within a day or two uh, go over and start picking ears of corn that ain't how it works uh, it's got to be covered it's got to be worked it's got to be weeded it's got to have sunlight it's got to have rain brother josh I just, i'm going through a storm uh, may i say if you quit looking at the storm like it's an enemy and realize without some of the storms you're going through uh, you'd never get past where you are uh, but god grow you in the storm. It's got to rain for the seed to spring roots in. It's got to rain for those roots to come up and produce a stem. And it's got to rain for that stem to start growing and budding. That that product and that, 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 that plant, can I say tonight, sure we all like the sunshine. Sure we all like blue skies. Sure we all like all those things. But somebody has got to take a hole and go through the corn and start working the field. And somebody's got to remove all those rocks. And somebody's got to remove all those harmful things. Somebody's got to come in your life every now and then and tear up and break up that fallow ground. You say, Brother Josh, you mad at us? No. I'm trying to work the field. I'm trying to get your heart prepared for growth. I'm trying to be that one tonight uh, uh, to come through and maybe you'll see some of those weeds in your life uh, and you and the Holy Ghost can work together and you'll pluck up those weeds and you'll keep off those worms and you'll roll off all that bad soil and you can grow. How are we going to grow? There's never been a greater seed uh, to be planted in the heart of man uh, than the B-I-B-L-E. It's the book for me. I'll stand upon the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. I'm trying to tell you truth. It's not only a necessity, but without truth, you can never grow. What's going to keep you faithful in the storm? What's going to keep you faithful when the when the hole has to come by? What's going to keep you faithful when the high winds start blowing? What's going to keep you faithful when the worms try to invade? There's only one storm. That's the scripture. There's coming a day, I believe with all my heart, there's coming a day we'll all look around and rejoice about what God's done here. But we'll not forget the nights where Brother Josh had to get up and work the ground. We'll not forget the storms that our church had to go through. We've got to go through some things in order to grow in the truth of God's word. It's not all sunshine. It's not supposed to be all sunshine. I've been studying for Sunday this week as well. And I've been been over Exodus, from Exodus 13 to Exodus 15. There's a place they go into, the children is led into, it's called Mara. It's bitter. It's a bitter place. 
I'm not going to preach my sermon early if the Lord let me. I'll go there Sunday. But let me say this tonight. We must have a moral in our life. You, you, you Listen to me. I'm in a bad place. That, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Are y'all listening to me? I'm in a place of bitter. I, I mean, it, the, the water's not sweet down here. It's bitter water. You've got to have storms, friend. You've got to have maras. You've got to have valleys. You've got to have hardships. You've got to go. I didn't see all that like I see it now, but I can look back over all these things that God's put me through. And you know why? Why I had to go through them? To grow me. To get me where I can help you today. And guess what? There's some more heartaches coming my way. There's some more trouble coming this way. There's some more hard times coming my way. There's some more backstabbings coming. There's some more hypocrites coming. There's some more financial struggles coming. There's some more, there's some more of that. But God has helped me to see it's not all because He's mad at me or I've done wrong or I deserve it. See, that's what the devil will tell you. No, no, listen to me. God knows exactly what's going on. And He wants you to grow in those times. And He wants you to cling to the truth of His Word. You're not going to grow without that book. Amen. By the way, there's a difference in growing and swelling. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yep. Swelling happens suddenly. Okay. And y'all ever smashed your finger or bumped your head on something that went from perfect to a big knot like that? That's not growth, see? That's swelling. What always happens to swelling? After some time, it goes down. You know what we've seen here? True growth. I've seen some fellas, I know some fellas used to preach and work and help some fellas. They're in that transition of their ministry right now. It's swelled up. You know what's going to happen? They're all high fluting right now. They're running 250. They've conformed to do it. i got news for them. The swelling's going to go down at some point. Something's going to happen. You know the good thing about truth? If you'll get the truth settled in your heart, listen to me, and I'm getting my point in a minute. If you'll get the truth in your heart and all hell breaks loose in your life, you know where you'll go? Yes, sir. You'll go back to the truth. Yeah. You'll go back to church. You ain't going to quit because you know better. Are you listening right. to me? You're not going to get out because you know better. Why is there some people just blow out of church all the time? Why is there some people that's fickle? And why are there some people that's unstable? And why there why is there some people they can't root down? I'm gonna tell you why. Because they never got a big old gulping bite of truth. And may I say the Bible said, taste and see that the Lord is good. How do y'all go ever go to a restaurant, sit down, and when they bring the appetizer and it's it's wonderful. And they bring the sweet tea and it's superb. And they bring the meal and my Lord it's like it melts in your mouth. How many of y'all get up from a good meal and look at your wife and say honey that was delicious wasn't it? And she said yeah boy that was tremendous and you respond like this man that was so good I'm never coming back. How many of y'all ever do something like that? No you know what you do you go back for more and you go back for more and you go back for more and you go back I'm trying to tell you tonight if you start tasting a little more than three appetizers a week you find yourself instead of running away from God. Uh, when the trouble comes, you'll run to Him. Because you know when everything
everything else is bitter and everything else is bad and everything else is broken and everything else is sideways and everything else is backward and everything else is hypocrisy and everything else is condemnation and everything else is depression and everything else is anxiety there is a well of water in the middle of the desert that will quench your thirst in the dry times there's a lily in the valley to remind you there's still life when you feel like you've died I'm trying to tell you that the truth is what you need you need the truth I don't want anyone to come to church here for any other reason besides truth there's a whole lot of people that go to church because they have excellent singing I'm not against excellent singing I think we should have excellent singing Let's do our best to sing excellent. Can I get an amen? amen? Some people go to church because the preacher is a people person. They just like him and his charisma and his personality. Don't go to church for the preacher. Don't go to church for the music. Don't go to church for the people. Listen, don't come to this church for friendships. Amen. I'm pastoring tonight. Are you listening? I'm trying to help you. Because what happens when your best friend gets stupid? Yeah. Amen. How many of y'all know we're all capable of getting stupid? Amen. If the only reason you're planted here is because of someone else, what happens when they flip their wig and they go out in the world for six months? What are you going to do? It's exactly what you'll do. That's exactly what you'll do. What if, what if they start doing something behind closed doors and only you know about it? And you Listen, I'm going to tell you, a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. We've got to be here tonight for one reason. Church, listen to me. We've got to be here for one reason and one reason only. It's not because so-and-so's here. It's not because Brother Josh does a good job. Or it's not because his, his performance, if you will, or his, his uh, personality. No, friend, that's not why we come. I don't want you to be here just for this or that. I want you to know this is a place where you can grow in the truth of God's Word. God's always had a man... I scratch my head sometimes and think, why in this damn hour did you pick me? You do know God could have birthed me in any generation He wanted to. I often think sometimes I'm, I'm in the wrong bubble of time, but I'm not. Can I give you an encouraging word? I've seen something today actually and it really encouraged me. All these mamas don't have new babies. It said something along these lines. I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly. <clears throat> but it said something like this. Don't worry about this day and hour that your child's born. Don't be afraid and don't be scared and don't be nervous that you're having a baby in these times because these times are bad. Because that's all God's business. And here's what it said. Something along these lines. That for whatever reason, that is exactly when God needed to birth that new child into this world. And, and listen... None of us here by mistake. Uh, whenever you were brought into this world and whenever you go out, the Lord's in charge of all that. I don't understand why 
I'm a preacher in this generation, but I know why I am. May I say, God's always had a man. God's always sent men to do a job. Uh, we see that God sent Moses and God sent Joshua and Elijah and God sent Elisha and Jonah and God sent John the Baptist and God sent Jesus. Amen. And God sent Peter and Paul and on down the line. But may I say tonight, uh, I don't think I'm nowhere in the same ballpark uh, as any of them men, but I unapologetically and confident in my spirit and in my soul uh, that God has sent me uh, for this day and hour. I don't want to be nothing but a preacher of truth. I just want to give you uh, what God's already said. Nothing new. Nothing that's never been heard. I'm not trying to woo you with knowledge. I'm not trying to move you with expertise. I'm not trying to soothe you with solemn words. All I'm trying to do is tell you what the infallible, inerrant, inspired word of the living God has to say. And how many all say, men, that that book is enough? It's enough. And I say truth is the only hope for you. It's the only hope for us. It's the only hope for this world. <laughs> Excuse me. This is exactly what Isaiah is doing. It's exactly what he's doing. Can I say, if we need one thing in this day and hour, we need truth. The issue of our day is the same issue of Noah's day. You know what Noah was telling them? What did they do with it? They rejected it. They all died in the flood. The issue of our day is the same issue in the day of Moses. He was getting from a word from the Lord. The children of Israel were down yonder with Aaron. The Bible said eat, eating and drinking and having, having a party. But God has always had men to preach His truth. Sadly, many people have allowed truth to be fallen in the street. Can I say this? Can I give a few verses and we'll get into my point? The Bible still says tonight in Psalms 86.11 Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Psalms 100 verse 5 For the Lord is good and His mercy is everlasting. I like this. And His truth endureth to all generations. Proverbs 16, 6, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Right. By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Ecclesiastes 12, 10, The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even the words of truth. John 8, 32, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. So Ephesians 6, 14, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with the truth. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, 12, That they all might be damned who believe not the truth. Uh, 1 Timothy 2, 4, Who will have all men uh, to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Uh, may I say tonight, there are a lot of things uh, that can be debatable, but this ain't one of them tonight. Amen. Truth is lying in the street. Now I say even the little lad of a child 
knows that the only way to get out of the dark is to turn on the light. Amen. You know what Elijah's been doing lately? Been getting scared of everything. He don't want to walk in a room if the lights ain't on. And I'm trying to tell him, son, they'll come on as soon as you touch that switch. I don't want to get up every time you go in a room with the lights off. Do it yourself. I'm trying to teach him that. He's, he does good some days, some days he don't. But even a child knows that darkness is not something to be desirable. Why is it that we're living in a day and hour surrounded by darkness? Ain't nobody trying to find the light switch. There's one around the dark, scared to death. You know it's human nature to try to find a solution to a problem. Your car starts making a weird noise. You don't just keep driving it like that forever. If you do, you're not going to have a car. You try to find the problem. You try to find somebody to fix it. If, if, if you're in your house and it's not time and the electricity goes out, what do you start doing? You start trying to find a candle or a light that you can turn on or this, that, or the other. I mean, we've got enough sense to know when darkness is upon us to look for the light. Can I remind you of Psalms 119, 105? Thy word is a lamp under my feet, a light under my path. Psalms 119, 11, thy, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee, my friend. If we've ever needed a revival of the Bible, we need it right now. We're in dark days. And the light has been thrown in the streets. How much sense would it make if I had a big old bright light Sitting up here, the lights went out. When the lights went out, instead of turning that light on, I walked outside and threw it in the road, come back in, shut the door, and then started complaining about how dark it was. That's what you're doing if you're not careful. Well, Josh, I mean, it's just so dark and so dim and everything's so hard and times are so tough and I, I, I just I seem like I can't see no light at the end of the tunnel. Quit looking at the end of the tunnel looking you're right beside you. We've got the light. Man. It's in the truth tonight. Truth falling in the streets. I'm talking about the truth. I'm talking about the unadulterated, immutable, undeniable, irrefutable, inspired, inerrant, infallible King James Bible, the Word of God. <clears throat> May I say, until you get back to the book, and I'm, I'm fixing to get my point, and I'll hush. Until you get back to the book, you will continue to be bound. You're bound. Listen, if you're not walking in truth, you're bound up somewhere. Until you get back to the book, you'll be bound, you'll be bowed, you'll be blind, you'll be broke, you'll be burdened, and eventually you're going to get butchered. Uh-oh. Are you listening? If you ain't got the truth, the sword of the Spirit. Come on Are you listening? If this is sitting on your counter instead of your heart, and the devil, it ain't no wonder every time the devil strikes, you don't know how to handle it. That's right. Yeah. Are you listening? Hey. I've never in my life seen Christians that as soon as the devil, that's what he said, yeah. says boo, yeah. they have no idea what to do about it. Take off running, boys. Yeah. Can I say thank God for the brethren? Hey, man. Thank God for the pastor. Right. Thank God for the local church. Man. But y'all might have to have, we, we shouldn't have to have all this every time the devil comes by. No, sir. That's right. If you can't listen to me now, I'm, I'm about to say something strange. If you can't stand up and square up and not only face but defeat the devil when it's just you and your wife or you and your husband, you and your children oh, yeah. at home, and you've always got to have somebody else to help you, something's wrong. 
That's right. Because let me tell you something. That right there can do a whole lot more than I can. That's right. It's right here can do a whole lot more than your church family can. I ain't saying we're not here for one another. Now I'm saying we're supposed to bind together and pray. And I, I get all that. But what I'm saying is every time the devil crawls out under your bed, you freak out, don't know what to do. You've got the sword. You've got the sword. You've got the shield. You've got the helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. Your loins girt about with the truth. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel and the sword of the spirit. My friend, God only give you one weapon because that's all you need. Keep the truth up out of the street. Stand up. Square up, soldier. And fight the enemy tonight. Fight the enemy. I've got news for you. Them boys that was getting shot at over in Iraq and Afghanistan, they get on their walkies and start seeing who could come to their avail. They start shooting back. Amen. If the cavalry comes, I'm going to keep shooting. If the cavalry don't come, I'm going to keep shooting to either I go down or they go down. That's got to be your mentality. The reason people blow out so much and the reason people stay at home so much and the reason people fall out so quickly and easily is because truth has fallen in the streets. Take nothing for most Christians to lay down and roll over and play possum. Every time the devil comes by. I'm asking a question. If that's you tonight, why, why are you doing that? Why are you doing it? I just don't know what to do. Hey, he wrote you 66 books on what to do. You don't know why you don't know what to do? Because this 66 books ain't in your heart. It's not been hid in your heart. It's not a lie. What, what about when the devil turns the lights out in your house? What do you do? Well, I'd go get my flashlight out. It's me. What do you do when the devil when the devil takes a swing at you? I'd go get my sword. Man. Come on, somebody. Man. How many of y'all are just gonna let so and so at Walmart walk up to you and sucker punch you and do nothing about it? No. Bless God, somebody had to bail me out, but I'm swinging back. No. I promise you. Yeah. Somebody pulls a knife out on me, I'm shooting. Amen. Hey, man. I'm not going to let somebody come in my house and take over. Amen. How do y'all let somebody just walk in your house tonight, go get in your bed, take your shoes off, watch TV? Amen. Ask your wife to rub their back, and you sit there and do nothing. Bless God, I'm killing somebody. Amen. But we let the devil come in and prop up on our recliner. That is right, preacher. Go to our refrigerator and feed himself and water himself and hydrate himself. We let him get a hold of our TV remote. He dictates what we watch on TV. He dictates what we listen to. He dictates where we go. He dictates everything we say and everything we drink. He dictates every way we respond. I mean, I mean, when trouble comes, he tells you how to act and that's how you act. And when depression comes, he tells you what to do and that's what you do. And when marriage problem comes, he tells you how to respond. That's what you that's how you respond. And when trouble comes, he tells you how to feel and that's how you feel. My God, people, when are you gonna quit letting him come here and take over? He took your wife from you. He took your husband from you. He split your whole mind. He's taking your children down one road. He took over your mind. He took over your emotions. He took over your mouth. He took over your faithfulness. He took over your faith. And you 
truth. Amen. We'd all say, not me, son. Somebody tried to come in and do all that. They're going to be a fight on their hands, but you left the devil do it. Let me ask you a question. I might not get to my point again. I don't know. Are you afraid of losing? It's kind of quiet tonight. But then, if you do everything according to that, you reckon you lose? No. Brother Eric, you've had some issues when you talked about. You can't lose. You can't. My mouth is getting real happy. Sister Kayla, you can't lose. That's right. Hey, am I? Geneva. That's right. You keep doing that. What's in that? You ain't going to lose. Come on, Pastor. I'm telling you. You will not lose. Raj, you can't lose swinging his sword, son. Okay. Your house can't crumble if you're standing on the book. That's right. Amen. Your mind won't leave if you let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. That's right. Are you listening? I'm just a heavy burden. I can't make it. Well, I've got an answer for that. Come to me, all you that live in a heavy laden. I will give you rest. You reckon he lied? No. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Reckon he lied to us? No, sir. It's all right. Glory to God, son. It's all right there. Are you listening? Oh, yes. Hey. Hey, Last I said, his word comes back. He said that I've never seen his seed forsaken or, or his being forsaken or seed begging for bread. It's all right there. Uh, that's right. Hey, man. Hey, man. Last I checked, he said if we would just build on the rock, he said the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. I'm trying to tell you tonight, Ed, for answer we need. I don't know every problem that's in this room. I know, I know a few. But I don't know every problem. Look here, I don't have to, friend. I'm not your answer. He's your answer. I don't have all the advice. He does. I don't have the solution, but he can provide it. I'm trying to tell you, pick the truth up out of the streets and get a heart for God and his word, and you'll make it tonight. You'll make it. I can't explain it, but I can testify that you'll make it. Brother Josh, you just don't know what's going on in my mind. I sure don't, but your Creator does. And He's got a word for you. See, if you just quit taking that Bible as as something to do when you feel bad and you ain't right with God, and start living in it and letting it live in you, you'll find when you're reading it, the very thing you need, He's going to go, He's going to speak to you. He's going to get you through that day. Then the next day, you're going to need another word. You'll just be reading and being faithful and loving His Word. and He's going to give you another word. And another word. And another word. This is our daily bread. We ought to eat it. Can I say the Bible is the only rule of faith and practice that you and I can stand on or should stand on? I'm about done. First point again. It's okay. The Bible is the only rule of faith and practice. Y'all believe that? It's the Word of God that institutes the truth of the fact. May I say this is the truth. And the fact is supported by the truth. And the truth is what builds and sustains the fact. 
And the truth of the fact is that God is still God. And besides Him, there is none else. And the truth of the fact, no matter what the world says about it, is Jesus is still the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by Him. And the truth of the fact is, is that the church is the organism that's the pillar and the ground of truth. And the mission is to evangelize the entire world. The truth of the fact that sin is still sin truth of the fact is that God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are all three one. And they are the triune God of all of eternity. The truth of the fact, listen to me kids, I don't care what society says. The truth of the fact is that marriage is still between one man and one woman. The truth of the fact is that life does not begin at birth, but it begins at conception. The truth of the fact is that immorality is sin and sex should never be practiced outside of the confines of marriage. I don't give a rip what Hollywood says. I don't care what your friends say. God has instituted that relationship for a husband and wife. How do we know that? It's It's truth. Truth of the fact is showing your nakedness is still a sin. Man. See, people hate preachers that it ain't necessarily they hate me, they hate what I say. But it ain't what I said, I'm just saying what God said. So in all reality, what do they hate? They hate the truth. They hate God. They hate the truth. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all, maybe you're more uh, eco-friendly than I, but I personally had a strong conviction to keep jailbirds that are on good behavior outside with something to do. It's just in my heart. So when I take a drink of something or it's getting watered down, it ain't no good. So I would never praise the Lord for you. But I'm guilty. I ain't lying about that. I tell my truck stays clean. Amy's car looks like a garbage bin because she won't do it. She don't let her. But how many of y'all have ever been known something you don't like? It's distasteful. It's in your way. Maybe it's nasty or maybe it's melted candy, something. You, yeah. <clears throat> that's what you do with stuff like that. You don't know why truth is in the street? That's how it's been looked at, valued. Right. In other words, what I'm trying to say is make an application. When you don't care about something, it's nothing to throw it out in the street. Of no importance to you, you can check it. But if it means something, what do you do? You hold on to it. How did truth ever get in the street, Brother Shelby? It lost value. I didn't say it decreased in its value. I said it lost value in the hearts of others. The truth of the matter, the truth of the fact is that drinking is still ungodly and wicked. The Bible still says that wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. I don't care what they tell you at Mass. I don't care what they tell you social drinking is acceptable. Anything that's socially acceptable is not spiritually acceptable nine out of ten times. I don't know why I'm preaching on all this. I don't think we got nobody socially drinking, but if you are, you need to get right with God. You're sinning. Troll! I know that, preacher. But truth of the fact is that 
Churches ought to be open. Hebrews 10, 25 still says, not forsaking the assembly. Ourselves together in man some is, but so much the more. Just see the day approaching. Been preaching 50 minutes. I'm fixing to close. Let me ask you something tonight. Man, I wish I could have gotten my point, but that's okay. Yeah, I have another 35, 40 minutes before I ever even get to it. Let me ask you something tonight. What have you done with the truth? And again, I don't know why God hangs me up like this sometimes on certain thoughts or certain messages, but He does. So if He'll bring us back, I'm sure He'll roll with it. Every service, if He'll let me. Truth is falling into the streets. You want to know what's going to do your home good tonight? Get back to the truth. Amen. You know how you're going to get scripturally and spiritually rooted and sound? By the way, just because you come to church here every week don't mean you're either. You know how you're going to do it? Fall in love with the truth. You know how your kids are going to get in? The family? The truth. You don't know how you're going to abstain from sin and all appearance of evil and stay right with God? You're going to have to walk in truth. How can I do that? I don't know how to walk in truth. Go to the truth. It'll tell you how to walk in truth. If you'll, the Bible said if you'll sow to the Spirit, you'll reap of the Spirit. You sow to the flesh, you'll reap of the flesh. Corruption. The Bible said that you ought to walk in the Spirit that you fulfill, that you don't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You know why it's so hard for you to do right even when you know you do? Because you're throwing truth in the streets. You're not being fed by it. You're not living in it. It don't live in you. That's why you give in to every temptation. Right. Because truth has been thrown in the streets. Are you listening? Man. I like what he said. That's why every time the devil, the devil says, boo, yeah. You dirt the covers over your head. Amen. And you've got the only thing he can't do nothing with. Yeah. By the way, you don't think it's a good weapon? Well, he wrestled around with Jesus for 40 days. Tempted him in the wilderness. What was Jesus? What was his method? And his weapon of warfare? Oh, yes. The word. It was the truth. Listen, there's one thing that devil knows you can't do nothing with. It's that book. That's right. He can't do nothing with the book. He can't do nothing with the blood. And he can't do nothing with, do nothing with them, the blessed hope. Can't do nothing with them. Can't do a thing in the world with them. Why do you want to bite your fingernails off till your fingers are bleeding? Because you're nervous, ready, scared when you've got the truth. Right. Why do you want to have to take 1,500,000 milligrams a day of stuff when we have the truth that can help us, Brother Dad? Right. I ain't against medicine if you need it. But we're living in a generation that's doped to the max. Yeah, man. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about stuff that don't alter you. I'm talking about all that. I'm talking about we we we're so medicated man. in this generation. We're so medicated. Right. Why? Why? I'll tell you why. We've got the, all the answers. We've stolen the truth. Amen. So we're part of that pharmaceutical stuff. We're so red, boys. What it is. Now, I'm so down. You might not be very impressed, and that's okay. I didn't come to impress you. That's right. Hey, man. Brother Dave, I don't give a rip what you think or what you stand on or stand for. If it don't line up with the truth, it's wrong. That truth is what will set you free. Oh, yes. 
It ain't me, it ain't you, it ain't our beliefs, our morals, our opinions. It's God's Word. And until you take it at face value, you're in a snare. Man. You're in a ditch that you can't get out of. Are you listening? God's for all of you. Thy word is true. Who cares what we think? Amen. Since when does our opinion override his book, his word? That word is truth. It don't matter what you think, how you're getting in. I don't care how you think you're getting in. It tells you the only way. I am the way. Not religion, not covenants, not this, not that, not uh-uh. No, 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 no. Not religion. I don't care what denomination. I don't care what native. I don't give a rip what culture. Ain't none getting nobody in but the truth. And that's the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus shed on the cross of Calvary. 2,000 years ago, he was buried and he rose again the third day, conquering death, hell, and the grave. And he's coming back one of these days to get his bride. And he's going to rule and reign for a thousand years. And then he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth and be new Jerusalem. And the bride coming out of heaven and going for her husband. And I don't care how you feel, it's the truth. You'll bust hell wide open if you don't do exactly. What that Bible says to do oh, yeah. to be saved. Yeah, man. It ain't morals. No, sir. No. It ain't money. No. It ain't a ministry. Oh, There's gonna be a lot of preachers go to hell. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Because they ain't saved. Are you listening? Yep. There's gonna be a lot of good church people go to hell because they're not saved. Yep. Man. And I care enough about each and every one of you. Tell you the truth. Right. Are you thinking about the truth tonight? Sure. What a shame, Big E, it would be for me to stand at the judgment seat of Christ, or, or rather the great white throne judgment. That's where the, the Lord is judging the lost. And see someone walk up and be judged according to their sinful iniquity and their sinful works. Be bound and cast into the lake of fire which is second death. And I preach to them every single week. Yeah. Whose fault would that be? Not I. Not your neighbor. They're not saved tonight. It ain't nobody's fault. What what at this point, how how in the world could I ever make things right? If they're not right now, how could I ever make them right? You gotta quit worrying about how you're gonna do it. Amen. You gotta believe in your heart in the work he's already done. Amen. By the way, he is the Messiah. Is anybody gonna help me? Right. I said he is the Messiah. We're looking for another. Amen. Them Jews right now over in Israel, you know what they're awaiting? Bunch of them, they're Messiah. He done come and gone, baby. He done checked in, checked out. He's fixing to come back and rapture us out of here. Oh, yes. man. He done came once. And he came the first time as a little old lamb. But yeah. you hear me tonight and I'll shut up and get out of the way. 
The second time he comes, he ain't coming as a lamb. He's coming as the lion of Judah. And he's coming back to stick his sickle in the heart of the earth. And the blood will rise to the horse's bridle. And he will be victorious for all of eternity. And I don't care how you feel about it. That's the truth. It's true. Hey man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that Bible. Amen. Amen. It ain't a turnaround. It ain't the day your life did a 180. It ain't the day that you decided that you was not gonna drink or smoke or party or whore or cuss or whatever you did. These lost people quit smoking. Amen. They say people smoke like a Dollywood freight train. They say people tonight. They're saved. They got a beer in their hand. These lost people that set it down. Until you get understanding, it ain't what you did or what you don't do that gets you in. That ain't it. It's exactly right, Big E. He did. Amen. For by grace are ye saved. 